Well, that's a good start to a podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome once again to Wawado, the podcast. I am here again with Crystal. Hey, Crystal, how are you? I am great. How are you? I am good. It's Friday night and I am tired and Dolores definitely kept us busy this week, don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely. So I would like to talk um, today about, um, basically, it's a press release that we sent out on the 1st of September which was spurred by one of our neighbors uh, getting a letter saying that she had used too much water. So now Dolores is telling us that they can tell us how much water to use. Um, and this is the letter she sent said, water shortage contingency plan. I apologize. Dolores is currently in stage four of schedule 14.1 water shortage contingency plan approved by the California Public Utilities Commission, TPUC, on July 1st, 2021. In stage four, the, the law has strict outdoor water restrictions, and basically you can only water two days per week based on your street address, blah, 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 blah. So we were looking into that and saying, well, why are they allowed to do that? So we knew they had done that because Adam Forbes uh, told us they were going to do that. Remember? I do. In yeah. Encino. So Even though we, I, we completely disagree with that decision because it has nothing to do with what the original, um, the original emergency plan that was adopted by Governor Newsom was established for. It was established because of the drought and we are not in a drought. Well, not only we're not in a drought. So we did some research and so this is how we started a press release. According to notices sent out by the Laurel, um, DOWC is currently in stage four of Schedule One, as we just read. First emergency adopted in July 2021 by Governor Newsom. However, um, I'm sure you know, Crystal, that this um, emergency measure was rescinded in March of 2023. Correct, that is correct. So, also, if you actually read the emergency. Um, Imagine a reading something before you send it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. So anyway, under item B1, it says this uh, emergency measure is um, was enacted to prevent the unreasonable use of water and to promote water conservation. Okay. The use of water is prohibited as identified in the following actions. Um, to, um, to water outdoor landscapes in a manner that causes more than incidental runoff, such, a, such that water flows onto adjacent property, non-irrigated areas, private and public walkways, roadways, parking lots and structures. Now, I have, you know, I walk every day out here mm -hmm. um, and I know you walk and drive too. Did you see water gushing out for people's properties? I have never seen that actually, to be honest with you. Right? And then it says the use of a hose that dispenses water to wash a motor vehicle. Now, that's not what they were fined for. They were washing the vehicles. The use of portable water for washing sidewalks, driveways, buildings, structures, patios, parking lots, blah, 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 blah. But even then they talk about it that it just has to have, your hose has to have a fitted shutoff nozzle. Right. So The use of portable water for street cleaning. Again, it doesn't <laughs> apply to us. The use of portable water for decorative fountains or ponds or lakes never mind that we can't even fill up pools um with the exception um to, uh, exception and only require refilling to replace uh ever uh, you read that one evaporative losses so this is the thing the laura told us we can't even top up our pool right and yet that is due to evaporation now never mind the fact that 
as we know, the, we are not sure that the fire hydrants, even at this point when we have water, have enough water to put out a fire, so they would have to use a pool, as Chief Norman said in the meeting, but now, even though the order says, yes, you can top up your pool, they're saying, no, you can't even do that, even though the order says, yes, you can. Well, and I know you probably read this as well, but there is an article not too long ago that made at least statewide news, if not national news, that there was a um, insurance company that canceled a policy. Yeah, I think it was in San Rafael, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, because of not having their pool filled. So I think what happened is they had enacted conservation measures because right. it was during the drought. Correct. And so they couldn't fill the pool, so they decided to drain the pool so they wouldn't turn green because if it turned green, right. that you get done by the health department yes. because that brings mosquitoes, which yes. could bring malaria and body fever and whatever other crap they can bring, Zika, I don't even know. And so they decided to drain the pool and apparently... Uh, the insurance companies, which I didn't even know, but they sent, like, sometimes you see a helicopter or a plane sure. going above your house, and they found out that there was no water in the pool, so without any notice, they, they cancelled their homeowner's that's insurance. Right. Yeah, that's and right. if that's not bad enough, um, now the two major insurance companies, what is uh, Allstate and State Farm, mm -hmm. have pulled out of California. Correct. So we cannot afford to get cancelled. That's And correct. we should definitely not get cancelled because the Laurel can get their head out of the backside, let's face it. I agree. So then I did some more research and I'm like, okay, so Newsom already has um, rescinded that order. So that doesn't apply. Eight, none of the items that were in the order applied to applied us. Applied anyway. Uh, but in any case, it wouldn't apply to us anymore because that was rescinded in March 2023. Because amazingly, we had a lot of water in March, as we all know. <laughs> as, and as we still do, when I drive to work every morning, you know, I don't really even recall there's ever another time when in September the lake is that full. We you know, just have water. We have everywhere. water everywhere. everywhere. We have sending water everywhere, which is why we have so many mosquitoes. Yes. And also, I, I had to drive. Um, to Tipton this morning, as yes. I was telling you, well, if you actually go on Olive Avenue, so which becomes Avenue 152, uh, towards Tipton, there used to be fields, uh, and they're now ponds. Yes. I mean, they're completely flooded. Yes. So it's like... Still, in September. After we you, had 110 degrees weather. It, that's what I was right? going to say. If you live in this area, you know it is a shocking amount of water at this time of year. Right. So, anyway, so I had another look, and then I found that Actually, the water boards, they enacted a, um, a, some, some kind of state of emergency in June of 20, June 14, 2022. Huh. That's my husband's birthday. Mm. Um, anyway, so they did that and they, they, you know, they listed all these things and that doesn't apply to us either. But also, even though, again, there was a second water conservation measure, measure which was enacted again on June 6, 2022, Unless it was renewed, it automatically expired after a year. And it wasn't renewed, and it did expire after a year, which will put us to 6th of June 2023, and there was no further regulation enacted. Um, so then I looked and thought, okay, does the county have some kind of emergency declaration? Mm -hmm. And the answer was no, so that does not apply to us either. So they are saying that um, basically, we cannot water according to all these measures that are actually not existent. Correct. That is correct. How can they do that? Well, um, it's not legal. I mean, they can say whatever they want to say, but it is there is no law prohibiting that. So I think I've come to the point where we have 
you know, um, we have been um, emailing the CPUC now for months. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure that we never received a response. I do, I do know you received a response today to one of your emails, but... But it was basically saying, give us more time. Like, right. we don't know, we're going to need more time. Right. But we got nothing out of our press releases in terms of response from no. any government agency. No. And I know we have been emailing the Department of Drinking Water for a really long time. And last week, I finally um, had enough. And so we drafted that email where I said, this is now a formal complaint. And we want, we expect a response yesterday. And funnily enough, we got a response, which was very unsatisfactory, I would say, because it really doesn't say anything. Um, we had asked for all sorts of test results for water and stuff, um, like the testing on all the contaminants and sure. all that kind of stuff. So I think we need to go big or go home, <laughs> right? I agree. So I think we need to figure out, we have been complaining about the Laurel, and again, we will be complaining about the Laurel, and we'll keep doing that because that shit, let's face it. However, I think we're getting just so fed up with all those agencies that just don't even bother regulating the Laurel, that we need to start spreading wings and complain about all of them well i think honestly the reality is they are not doing their job um and there's the and i know we've talked about before on previous podcasts just about the web of politics that are involved mm -hmm. um and it's disappointing that it becomes about finger pointing. And I think you had talked about before how when we reach the CPUC, they will blame the water boards or we will complain to the attorney general and the attorney general says, well, it looks like the CPUC, you're in contact with them. Um, and it's just this continuous cycle of nobody stepping up and doing the right thing and holding Del Oro accountable um, to the laws that already exist. Um, and, and the thing is, what, what's even more frustrating is that Laura is trying to use every loophole mm -hmm. to not do what they're supposed to do. And then every time we step it up, well, no, you have to do that because of that, or you have to do that because of that. Uh, then they go, you know, a step further and they get in touch with the state and it's like, don't you dare say that or do that. What kind of power does the Laura have over the state? Well, I think that honestly... Um... <laughs> It's very interesting because when we look at historical issues with Del Oro, it really took a lot for, it took a grand jury, what was it, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. to finally step in, and that was in another county, uh, to finally step in and make something happen. And I just think we're here again 20 years later. Which means it's not even bad enough that Del Oro has done it before. Correct. I have actually no doubt they had never stopped doing it. I agree. It's just because that grand jury in Nevada County Correct. said, uh, hell no, right. not in this county. So right. they moved out of that county. So I think it's gotten bigger now. It's not about the Laurel River Island territory. It's about the Laurel. 100%. And can you talk just a little bit about, um, I know we've probably mentioned this before, but what happened in Nevada County, right? And yeah. Again. So basically the same issue as us, um, I think probably to, um, I, I don't know if it was a worse extent or not, 
but um, it was um, uh, Donna Lake in Nevada County, which is actually in California. Funny Correct, enough, yes, you know, yeah. I had to look that one up. Same. Um, but uh, basically the quality of water was just so bad um, and according to Emily Cashtan, and I'm sure, I mean, the grand jury found them guilty, so I have no doubt about that. The person from the state, whichever department was at the time, because right. that department has been dismantled since then. Correct. Right? Uh, and I, I think there's a link there. Um, but uh, they say they were testing the water and the water tested clean. And then the, while supposedly they were testing the water, the, the inspector and the, the Laurel boss were found down at the bar drinking together. And so I'm sure there was some kind of handshake deal. Anyway, they all found got found guilty and the grand jury said, nope, not on our watch. And so they told the Laurel they were just not fit for, to run that water company. And, um, and so they took it off them. Yeah, and I think that's where, um, personally, just as a resident in this community, where I hope we end up if Del Oro cannot clean up their act. And I just have no faith in that because at the end of the day, what I see is a very greedy corporation that could care less about its customers. And you know, it's funny. So this happened on March 10th. We had the meeting on July 28th. I know you have received some correspondence from um, Janice Hanna. I have. Um, but have we, as uh, a group, as residents, as consumers, as customers, however you want to call us, have we received any communication whatsoever from Deloro? No. Nothing? No. And I think that too, um, I would like, can I mention that about my communication? Absolutely. Yes. I was going to go there next, but, so, yeah. but hold on, before you yes. get there, sure, sure, sure. the point is, we still have not received any no. communication. And we say it at every podcast, Deloro, for the name of Jesus, <laughs> you would help yourself so much right. if you tried to work with us. It's kind exactly. of like the, the thing you were reading a document earlier on and it said the CPUC says, you know, um, the, any water company should make every effort. I don't know if you can find Let it. Let me read it. Okay, it's yeah, right yeah, yeah. But, so I want you to read yes. it because that's a legal verbiage, but it is. it's like any company should make every effort to do yes. this. And so go ahead and, and read yes, it and explain. For sure. So we are I'm hoping that our listeners have listened into our previous podcast. So. What we learned is and that... And if they have not, that's the one that has just been released. Fire, was, fire. Um, right? No, I think it's the one 103A. That's the 103-A, no, not a food coloring. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, so... <laughs> it sounds like an ingredient, gotcha. right? <laughs> yes. So really long story short, I'll give you the quick summary. So I had reached out to the Tulare County um, Fire Chief, and he was able to provide a document that was produced by the CPUC, um, the Public Utilities Commission, in regards to the rules governing water services. So, private company Del Oro, um, and it's called General Order 103A. And, it and this is what we call the Bible, right? And when it, I call well, it, like, hey, bring the Bible yeah, over. Yeah, it is. And it, it really relates to the rules and the governance of the state of California over Del Oro. It's very clear in here. So we've talked before about our fire hydrants situation in this community, but it states in here that each water utility, which is Del Oro, shall make all reasonable efforts to form or renew agreements with entities providing fire protection services that are beneficial to, beneficial to the utility, Del Oro, and its customers. It's so, customers. okay, now it says shall make, not might make, or is advised to make, make, or might have a choice to make, no, shall 
shall make. Shall make all so, reasonable uh, but efforts. But I also know that the, you you sent a request for uh, this fire agreement between mm-hmm. uh, Deloro mm-hmm. and the fire, obviously for us, will yep. be to Larry County Fire, and you sent a request to both Chief Norman and Janice Hanna of Deloro. Did, did you get a response I from either of them? I got a response from both, actually. Um, I will say that Chief Norman has been fantastic in responding uh, in a very quick manner to my questions with transparency. Um, there is no agreement. Um, and Miss Hannah did as well that just basically, nope, there is no, and this, I'll read it. There is no formal agreement. Del Oro Water communicates with the fire departments, quote unquote, as needed. Del Oro Water. Oh, wait, <laughs> okay. wait, 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 Del Oro Water is responsible for maintaining the hydrants annually, and the fire department may test the hydrants' flow and pressure at their discretion. That's from Miss Hannah. But let me back up just a little bit. So, oh no, now I'm going to lose my train of thought. So when I was asking her, um, gosh darn it, now I lost my train of thought. I knew last time. All right, Well, but this is the funny thing. So I have heard, and I think we mentioned this in a previous podcast, I, why can't I say podcast? I don't know, but you can. It is hilarious. Right? It it's, it's a podcast, guys. Uh-huh. Yes. We should just rename it so I can say yes. it properly. Yes. Um, anyway, in a previous episode, uh, I have mentioned that apparently the fire department got in trouble uh, for wasting water in inverted commas oh, right, uh, right, for yep. testing fire mm-hmm. hydrants. But now you're saying that Janice Hanna is telling you that the fire department can at that discretion test the fire hydrants. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. Yes. That sounds a bit contradictory. Yes. Yeah, it is. And so also in this 103A, and I can tell you what my opinion is, is that when you have that agreement and there is a fire and uh, the responding agency, in our case, it would probably be Tulare County Fire mm-hmm. Department, correct? Respond, guess who that bill belongs to? Ask with the taxpayers. It belongs to Del Oro. Oh, the bill? The bill. Okay. So it, so it belongs Oro, to us again. <laughs> well, again, because you're going to get charged for that, right? Mm-hmm. But that is really, why else would they not want to have that agreement, right? Where you're working together with the agency that is going to be responding to a fire in this area, it holds Del Oro accountable for the cost of that response. Do you know, I, I, I'm not sure that I agree because we had a chat with a firefighter, if uh-huh. you remember. Yes. And he said that actually... Obviously, the fire department uh, will be the ones responding, and they do not get paid. Like he works for a city, mm-hmm. and he said we don't get paid by the particular private. Let's say there's a trailer park that is on fire, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. As long as it's a private entity, he said no, we don't send the bill to them. We get paid through taxpayers' money. So I don't even think it's to do with the financial thing. I think it's just pure laziness and arrogance. Well, it says in here. It literally says in here that. Oh, that, is that in the document in the yes. Bible? Yes. No, it literally says that in the Bible. But if there is no agreement, guess who pays for it? Think about it. Who would have to end up paying for it if there is the no agreement? The taxpayers. So, it would be so we pay one way or the other. Exactly. But what that eliminates is any financial responsibility on Del Oro's part. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And well, um, I also know that you asked Janice Hanna for a few more things. Oh, I did. And um, I don't even know that we need to go into them, but... Um, so we, we're trying to find out what, again, still, uh, what we are and what we're not entitled to. And so we understand that some things are rightfully uh, not disclosed because it's, you know, because it could be dangerous if there's an, a terrorist act, whether it's domestic Correct. or foreign. So I understand that. So you had asked um, 
ask them for some information and you even said okay if you can't provide us that information just redact whatever you can provide us but can you give us the overall response can you read what her response is regarding it doesn't matter which item it was about but just a general response yes i will and it's very short but so really the two questions that i approached with in my own personal curiosity about our safety and mm-hmm. in living in this area if there is a fire is because in this document that the cpuc provides it talks about every purveyor, water purveyor, Del Oro, having to have a safety plan. I just want to know, do you have one? You don't have to give me every single detail. That do could, you have one? Right. But do you just have one? They well, can't I would say, considering that we had um, a massive flood and we, you know, Correct. I would say they don't. I, I agree with you. <laughs> and the second thing I asked was, we just want to know, and the mysterious box, if you've listened to previous episodes, on top of a fire hydrant, like, Knowing that we don't have water, when we don't have water, the odds are there's no water in our fire hydrant, right? I I would think so. We don't know because nobody will answer that question. So using the California Public Records Act, um, I requested this information. And as you said, Rafaela, at first I was responded to with, we don't have to respond to this because of the um, acts of terror law that happened after 9-11, which we totally understand. And I said, then just redact all of that. I don't, none of that matters to me. I just want to know if you have a safety plan and um, are the water hydrants, or excuse me, the fire hydrants tested and how much pressure are there? And this is the canned response. Del Oro Water is an investor-owned utility, not a public agency, and we are not subject to the California Public Records Act. It's very screw you. It, it's basically a protection for a, a corporation that likes to make lots of money off of the backs of its customers. But for a future podcast, I do think that we are learning that indeed they have received state grant. Right. So um, when you told me what a response was, I did some research and I, I need to dig it up and I have about 50 different tabs open on my computer right now, so I couldn't bring it up really fast. But... Um, I did read somewhere that that indeed applies to them if you're if it's a private company unless mm-hmm. you have received some kind of state funding and just today a wizard genius <laughs> uh, researcher Yay, Debbie. Debbie shout out to Debbie <laughs> right found several things but one of the things that she found is that the Laurel well we actually all know that they received, I think it's called SWDA. The PPP one, that one? No, 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 the PPP is another one. Um, Everyone received that one. No, it's the SWBA, I think it's called BDA, something like that loan. And so that's a loan actually for the treatment plant. Gotcha. So, um, but when I looked it up and I'm like, it says it's a grant, but they received the loan. And then I figured out that that is actually a federal grant that the feds give to the states as a grant. And then the states use that money to loan money to uh, utilities companies for improvements. So they received that. And that to me, I think there's a fine line. We're not sure if, right. you know, because it's a loan and not a grant. But then we found out that they did receive a grant, um, not for our community, for another community. But that doesn't matter. Correct. Because that is the Loro as a company. And it's taxpayer dollars. It is taxpayer dollars. It's our money again. Yeah, again. Isn't yes. that funny? It's our money again. So anyway, so we need to go back to them and say, well, we know that you said no, but actually this law applies to you because of that. And I am sure that their response will not be very forward. But then at that point, I think we made that request 
to the CPUC and DDW because they are public entities and they are not allowed to break the law. I think they're not very good at this time and I don't understand why. They're not good at enforcing the law, but I don't think they go out of the way to break the law. And so I think if we put their request that way, then they cannot, they, well, they cannot say no. I, I agree. And I think it just, it just takes them a little time. And so um, with the request that I had given the CPUC for the safety plan. Um, when did you send that request? Oh my gosh, I'd have to dig through my email. Was it a long time ago? Or? I wouldn't say, it, it has been a few weeks. Oh, a few um, but weeks? Yes, okay. but it hasn't been. And that was just a request for the safety plan. And Oddly enough, today um, I happened to receive um, an email re a reply just stating that from an attorney that works for the CPUC that says, hey, it's just going to take us a little bit longer. We got it routed to the right department. Um, and even when I filed the request, there was an automated response that gives you a ticket number, so to speak. Okay. So you can follow up on that. Um, and I 100% agree with you. I think it's a government system. Um, yes, exactly. Um, that is... I, I see a few um, girl trips in our future. And one will probably be to Chico. Oh, I cannot wait. And the other one will be to Sacramento. Sacramento, I agree. How far is Chico from Sacramento? Um, I don't know. Not that far, I don't think. It's both north, so, you know, relatively speaking. Hmm. Sacramento wet is about five-hour drive from here. So... We need to get Debbie to research some good bars and pubs. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pubs. Maybe we can find an English pub. There you go. Yes, please yes, do that. Yes. All right. Well, this is it, guys. It's, it's, it's a very tired sounding podcast because it is late on Friday night. But we did want to get back in touch with you and let you know what we're working on. And so we hope you have a good weekend because this was taped on a Friday night. Yes. And we will speak to you very soon. And... Thank you, Crystal, and Thank then you. let's go, and let's go to my bar, I've got one <laughs> in my house. <laughs> so if you um, like what you've listened to so far and you want to know more about us, please make sure you follow us. You can follow all our press releases at uh, on Facebook at uh, Water Warriors Against the Laurel public page, or you can email us at wearewaterwarriors at gmail.com. We are water warriors is all one word at gmail.com. And now I'll have Crystal say it with an American accent so you guys actually understand what I just said. <laughs> so on Facebook, we are Water Water Warriors against Del Oro public page. And if you'd like to email us, it's we are water warriors at gmail.com.